2: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting
3: Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. As well as the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Hey you guys, thanks for listening to the first episode of the Hyper Chat. There are a few minor audio glitches, which we will rectify for the next live episode on June 18th. And I hope you can join us to watch live then. I hope you enjoy the new show, let us know what you think of the format, and may that force be with you. Hey you guys, welcome to the Steel Wars Hyper Chat, I'm comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars, and if you're watching live, you would know I love technical difficulties as well, and we are having a ball, we are live in Hollywood, California, and we're going to talk star wars and also take your calls if you've got a question if you've got a comment on star wars news this week i know uh quite contentious on twitter right now is where star wars creators representatives people that have worked for the company licensed by the company uh whether they should be speaking out about fan behavior and we'll get to that later on but if you want to call in you can do so on 646-668-8360 uh if you're watching live on youtube uh that should be in the show notes now just to let you know how the show is going to run uh we are on video you can also Get the podcast on demand on iTunes or wherever you get a audio podcast that will be available at steelwars.com or wherever good or bad podcasts are downloaded. And you can talk about us live on Twitter by using hashtag hyperchat at steelwars. And are we uh, online there, Rashad? We are good. Sometimes Rashad gives me these looks, and he gives me the same look if things are going well or bad. I think he just doesn't enjoy looking at me. But what are you going to do? Let's uh, invite our guests to speak freely. It is very apt. The king and queen of Star Wars YouTube with us today. Please welcome Molly and Alex Damon from... Star Wars Explained. Hi.
4: Hello.
3: So, what's been happening? You're out in California. You're from Atlanta. Right. Yes. Okay. Very cool. Um, Do you ever appear in that show? (laughs) Donald Glover's show? Yeah. Uh, Not yet. Okay. Well, you should get an agent (laughs) and then fire him for not getting you on that show. I don't know that we would fit in on that show.
4: Yeah, probably not.
3: Too much. You know too much about Star Wars?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I'd just be constantly badgering Donald, I think.
4: (laughs) Do Lando. Do He's Lando. like, you have
2: lines, and I'll be like, yeah, but what were what was your favorite cape?
4: Like
3: L <laughs> three. Would that work? Where did it go in? What, <laughs> what's going on? What's what's, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, out here for you did the schmodown down the big Star Wars trivia. It
2: was fun. I'm not allowed to say a whole lot more than that. It was a lot of fun. I can't tell
3: you how. I think what you'd be allowed to say would be who you competed against. I competed And where where you'd be able to watch it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we competed against uh, Ken Napsok and Joseph Scrimshaw from the Four Center podcast. Both uh, great friends, and they both really know their stuff.
4: Super nice. Yeah. Don't believe anything Ken does on camera. Yeah. He's such a nice guy.
2: Ken plays the bad guy, but, mm-hmm. you know, behind the scenes, he's just a sweetheart. Yeah.
3: yeah. I think Christian wants you to keep the result like under wraps. Right. Um, but, but I think a, a bit of light, here's where you find it promotion. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's, uh, bad, yeah, but... yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh,
5: absolutely.
3: It'll yeah. be on a Collider video tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. tomorrow. So maybe people watching it today. Who knows? But uh, I did get to event, uh, attend the big event, and it was, uh, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. It was and fun. Let me ask you this. So they had a big Star Wars five-way on the Collider Down, Right. And it was um, – who did we have? The Wasn't two it? of us. Two of us. Joseph, Geek Girl Diva, and Sam Witwer. Never heard of it. But – Right. <laughs> why, why do you think I didn't get invited back for this big, like um, – You know, extravaganza in an arena. Uh you know, I maybe you were just too funny. (laughs) Too (laughs) distracting from the trivia. (laughs) <laughs> so not through my uh, I wasn't not through my trivia or, right. uh, skills. Okay, nice. So if you want to call in now, the lines are open six four six 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 eight eight three six zero, and you're also saying you're going to some the E E3... three EA
2: Play EA Play.
3: Yeah. Now is that part of E three? It's
2: kind of like a pre show. It's the I think from what I can tell, it's the same thing where Disney was like, oh, Comic Cons too crowded now, so they started doing D twenty three. EA was like, "Oh, maybe we can get a little more exposure if we ah, just do something a okay. few days
3: early." Gotcha. So you go to this EA Play thing, right, and you want Star Wars stuff. Yeah, that's the hope. And then some guy comes out and talks about Mary Poppins for half an hour. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. So it's exactly like <laughs> the new Mary D23. Poppins game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys know that they've got the original table in the Mary Poppins remake? No. Oh, okay, well, you must have hit a D twenty three because you seventy four times. I just wanted information about the new Star Wars film. We
2: thought about going to D twenty three, and then we saw what they had talked about. Excuse me, I'm fighting a cough, so we we saw what they had wound up talking about, and we were like, "All right, glad we didn't go." Mm. It was like, "Yeah,
3: Solo's coming out. Bye." <laughs> <laughs> Well, the interesting thing was everyone came out of that gassing about the Infinity War clip that they show. And and like I was interviewing people afterwards to talk about Star Wars and everyone was just like, Infinity War, Infinity War. Now that's a sign because this month everyone's talking about Infinity War, Infinity War. Yeah. Okay. So what do you expect from EA is it going to be any announcements like what, what what's the buzz honestly you... I
2: have no idea uh our friend Battlefront updates would have been the better person to ask they just invited us out so I assume that they're going to show something Star Wars related something new probably some new Battlefront 2 content my fingers are still crossed for information on the respawn game
4: yeah
2: yeah that's my kind of pipe dream what I hope we get but I have no clue what we're gonna see
3: gotcha have you made like obviously the solo box office has been no matter how you look at it it's brutal yeah it it is like it's bad for the budget like regardless if you spend it twice or (laughs) you know one time it's bad for a Star Wars film Um, and It's disheartening, do you know what I mean? And there's a lot of – I think there's a lot of factors, obviously, that go into play. You know, you've got Infinity War. You've got – I always go to say Spawn, but it's – Deadpool. Deadpool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so you've got, like – obviously, Infinity War's a massive thing. You've got five months after The Last Jedi, which always struck me as loopy. Yeah. Um, You've got the, the backstage things. You've got the cynicism of you've recasted Han Solo. what i mean some people just aren't into that and then the people that really didn't like the last jedi and are having their their boycott thing not going to the film which i always find weird because like i understand that they want to make a point but this is probably the film that enjoy the most Mm -hmm. out of like out of the last jedi and and this so they probably should give it a shot i've heard a lot of people saying that like i really hated the last jedi
2: but i saw solo and i really really enjoyed it so Mm -hmm. yeah i mean
3: I don't know. <laughs> and, and do you have like a, like a finger down on what one of the, like the reason behind the box office, or it's just like a perfect storm of these five or six brutal things. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's like a
2: perfect storm. That's a good way to put it. I don't, I've never, ever paid attention to box office numbers before. Like I am the last person to talk about it too, because I don't know how the projections work. they asked me about it on Jedi Collider Council or Mm -hmm. Collider Jedi Council the other week. And I was like, the more you get out of Star Wars and into the real world, the less I know. So, (laughs) yeah.
4: (laughs) I think it was a mixture of bad timing. Like you said, it was so quickly after The Last Jedi um, and during like the same month uh, of all these other big movies. And like the marketing for the movie just came a little too late, I think. For me, it's like a lot of people didn't even know Solo was coming out.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah. I think, but see, that's one of the things like the marketing and stuff that falls into that five months category mm-hmm. because if, just say they did bump it to Christmas, which they had the film done. And I, I think the actual film, like that didn't suffer. Do you know what I mean? I, I think they got their stuff together like so well.
2: Yeah, I mean, I walked out of that kind of the same way that I walked out of Rogue One, where I was like, "Wow, that could have been a lot worse." Like, I, I was <laughs> I was afraid that it would just be awful because of all
3: the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, and yeah, I it, it was a blast. But that the five month thing because they couldn't really advertise, and I was I was sort of like a supporter of that. that you can't advertise the next Star Wars film while the other Star Wars film is on. Yeah, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And I know they do it with Marvel, but they they're sort of It's a a different beast, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we've got a set thing. Star Wars isn't a Marvel film. A Star Wars film is normally this big event that – and because it was every three years and then every year, we could, you know, really hone, like, stuff around that. Yeah. When it came five months, I was sort of not ready for it. Oh, I
2: felt exactly the same way. Like, I sat down in the theater and I was like, I'm about to see another Star Wars movie. And I just, like – I hadn't felt like my hype had recharged yet.
3: Yeah, because you had the film come out and then we, you know, talk about it, talk about it, talk Mm -hmm. about it, sort of sims down. Then the Blu-ray comes out and then we talk about all that and then it's the next film. And then in that you're not putting out any advertising up until, I think it was like February.
5: Mm -hmm.
3: And that's got to hurt. But I, I, I think one of the major things is the five months Maybe, I, I actually think that might be the main reason. Yeah. Th- There's that, yeah.
4: That it happened so quickly.
3: And
2: I mean, I still understand the people, like the argument that nobody asked for this. Well, I think that's a little, like nobody asked for a lot of movies that are wonderful, but I kind of get the spirit of
3: that he's a familiar it's, character. It's also me. a lie. Well, not a lie, but a mistruth. The, uh, of course, people, people ask yeah. for a Han Solo film. Yeah, yeah. The only Star Wars film that no one asked for was Star Wars. Right. And then after that, we just went, "Give us everything! Yeah. I want, I want the Wampa diaries!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think when people said
2: we're saying nobody asked for this, I think they were saying, "I would rather see this. I'd mm-hmm. rather see something else." And I mean, I am kind of in that camp where like I don't want them to do a Han Solo movie, and then like they announced a Boba Fett movie, and I'm like. Yeah. Okay. Like I kind of want them to just do something completely different, Mm. but I'm still like going to go see it and enjoy it for what it is. So, but, but I can see why some people would just be like, nah, this one's not for me.
4: Part of me wishes that they had started, uh, when Disney took over, they had started with maybe a Han Solo movie and then did Rogue One and then went into the trilogy. Yeah. Slowly build up to a new story.
3: Yeah. I I kind of get where you're coming from, but I, I don't know if you can argue with perfection of that first year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I love Force Awakens, yeah. Like, despite what happened behind the scenes, like on Rogue One and stuff, like, it was – the first two releases were pretty perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the thing is, we forget now that with the Force Awakens, it performed – I don't know what was it half a billion dollars more than it should have or what they projected. So it <laughs> it overdid it, and I, I and that's why I think it was the best way to start it because it was whether or not the where they started the story or how it went. The After Return of the Jedi is the thirty year what? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like you know, maybe not that many people asked for a solo film. Everyone asked for. What happens next? Yeah. Like after Lando does that last clap,
2: what goes <laughs> on then, John?
3: You know I mean, and I think now what we know he's pansexual. <laughs> there was some, you know, exactly loving. what he was saying. There was yeah. some, there was some walk love, <laughs> a whole walk of love. I'm, I am a bit baffled about where all these films sit, John. You know I mean, you've got the, the Ryan trilogy, and I sort of presume that's in the past. I hope so
2: i don't know like i do it's become kind of a joke where everyone's like old republic and Mm. like sometimes like yeah just be patient it'll get there but like i do want to explore the old republic and explore just what happened the new version
3: of ancient star wars history because that was always pretty compelling Mm -hmm. i just like it for not so much for you know any of the video game tie-ins or any of that sort of stuff but just like we've got star wars and we're just putting it into a bit more of a medieval Format. I think that's, that, look, it's really refreshing because I remember seeing those, um, the cut screens or whatever mm-hmm. at, at San Diego Comic-Con and they were just playing on the Lucasfilm, like giant screen they have. And just like, what yeah. is this? Mm-hmm. And then when they said video game, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those cinematics are amazing. Yeah. So you've got like the Ryan trilogy and then you've got the, um, the Game of Thrones one. And I sort of thought that made sense. But now that we're getting pretty heavily into, like, Boba Fett, Kenobi, and, you know, and, and if that drifts around solo, it it's it's just really confusing how these films are going to come out and how the general public are going to keep up with the timeline. Right. Of, of like – because Marvel, they, it's always in the same direction. Right. And I, I think what they've got a chance to do – is do the x-men first class style reboot where they've started the the timeline back with solo 10 years before star wars is it five years 10 years yeah 10 and you know then you can do like boba fett and kenobi i'm 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 iffy on the kenobi i know everyone wants it but (laughs) i i i don't know it's just it's hard to when you just thought he just sat in the desert <laughs> for 20 years.
2: I'm more into the Kenobi than Boba Fett just because, I mean, Ewan McGregor mm. is up for it. I loved him in the prequel trilogy. I think he's my favorite part about the prequel trilogy. So I'm like, yeah, I'm totally down to see him do more stuff.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So with the solo thing, we, we can, and then, so you've got those two films, Kenobi and Boba Fett, then you can take a break, give it 10 years, and then you can come back and do post-Return of the Jedi, like, olden Han Solo, you know, have maybe Luke Skywalker in there, and you're opening up, like, another 20 years. Mm-hmm. Sure. And by that time, I feel like we would have come around, like, it all would have softened. Do you know what I mean? The, like, the Han Solo thing. How do you feel about that?
2: I don't know. Uh, I guess I think that the Skywalker saga should maybe end after 9. Mm. I, I wouldn't mind not revisiting those characters like that was kind of george's original idea was a nine movie thing about the skywalkers i could see nine being the end and then we just move on and start yeah new trilogies new series and i would be fine with that like i think i would be okay if eventually the skywalker saga were a minority of the star wars films it's interesting to think
3: about but how dare you! <laughs>
4: get torn apart on the end
3: uh-huh. right now. <laughs> what about this though, if episode 9 is the end of the Skywalker saga? How do you end it? Like how do you make it It's
4: not our problem.
3: <laughs> <laughs> JJ's problem. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the thing to make it a satisfying conclusion of 9 episodes of Star Wars. And I'm not I think one of the biggest mistakes in fandom is to say, this has to happen. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I I think that is one of the lessons of like the last Jedi is people saying this has to happen. Do you know what I mean? And I did it. I was like, have to ignite the green. Right. That that was it. But then once it didn't happen, I sort of realized there was a, another imaginative way for Luke Skywalker to be a hero. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But other people couldn't do you know what i mean they didn't see it like that they didn't make that connection or you know and and like it's not for me to judge whether they should or not it's it's there but it's that that's not the option they want to take and then you get very disgruntled fans so i'm not going to say this has to happen but i think this scene acted and written it has to be the best writing of Star Wars It has to be the best acting of Star Wars. Like it has to be like sheave at the opera <laughs> level yeah. goodness, but to connect the nine episodes of Star Wars, Ray is there. Kylo Ren, possibly battling the force ghosts of Luke Skywalker and Anakin Skywalker. To have, Anakin and Luke confront each other and discuss what happened because this is always the thing that's like, I, I could never sort of see Anakin coming back and speaking again because he did perform all those atrocities, like, do you know what I mean? Like he, it wasn't like Hawkeye under a spell thing. (laughs) It was like, he let his rage overtake him and he became that person. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, like if you're a drug addict and you do bad stuff and then you get clear, like you still did that stuff. Do you know what I mean? And And like, I know people that you know, have to wear that when they stole something and stuff, they can't, do you know what I mean? People remember that stuff. So I always thought it was like, look, there's that Star Wars um, infinities where Darth Vader lives and he comes back and he's, it's so good. (laughs) He's dressed as Darth Vader, but just white. (laughs) And so he's good. So I always found it was really weird for him to speak again in that like spirit way. It's like, which Anakin Skywalker are you? Like you did do all that stuff. And I always thought it was too hard, but now I sort of think it's hard that you probably should do it because you like, what, like what What else is going to, like what else is going to bind episode one, the Phantom Menace with episode nine?
4: Tie it all together. right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I think
2: that, yeah, nine has to take all nine movies and, bring him to some kind of satisfying conclusion regarding the Skywalkers specifically. So yeah, Luke, Anakin, and Ben Solo, like something needs to happen with them. They have to have some significant, I don't know, contribution to the future of the force or something. And I kind of think Ben Solo will die and that'll be the end of the Skywalker line. So it will have started basically with Anakin being born of midichlorians and then we go through the death of Ben Solo, whether he's redeemed or not. I don't know. But like, I don't know. The the destruction of the lightsaber in The Last Jedi kind of signaled to me that maybe things are coming to an end. Yeah. Maybe that's what Ryan wanted, but maybe J.J. doesn't want that. He's I don't know.
4: Very symbolic there. Yeah. I, I would love to see Hayden Christensen back in Star Wars for the last movie. That's, that would be amazing. Yeah. I, like, you, I, I don't know what he would talk about, and I don't know what I would want him to talk about, but that would be awesome.
2: <laughs> and I guess the idea that, yeah, he committed all these atrocities is true, but since Star Wars is a parable and a fairy tale, like, I think you can kind of get away with it. It's more, like, the message of, I think, the original trilogy is that it's never too late to come back. And, I mean, yeah, in the real world, you slaughter a bunch of kids... You're not forgiven for that. But in the context of a fairy tale, I think it was meant to symbolize that.
4: Yeah. Do you I, think there's going to be more movies about Ray? Could be. After this, all this? I mean, I, I feel like there should be. I don't know.
2: Yeah. It depends on how it ends. But like if they were to do that, I don't know that they should call it episode 10. Right, no. Like, I I feel like episodes one through nine should be, and here I'm saying, it should be this. If it's not, it's okay. But I guess in my mind, I think that one through nine will be the Skywalker saga, and we might not get a 10, 11, 12. But we might still continue the story into the future. It just won't be Skywalker-centric.
3: Yeah. It's interesting. So, you, you, you. I guess it's all it's it's just a flip of the dice whether yeah. they, they decide to call it episode ten right. or look or the crawl or whatever, that sort of thing. But I I think there's something that like a lot of Star Wars fans maybe aren't focused on is like so the the three, like apart from like ghost appearances and the only one that's appearing is Luke Skywalker. They're gone. Like that like after episode nine they're definitely gone. Do you know what I mean? I can't Maybe see Mark Hamill appearing. If he, he does appear as a force ghost in episode nine, 10. I don't think he's going to do it anywhere else. Do
2: you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. doubtful. Unless, I mean, he, they do something like they did in the Legacy comics where he just showed up for his, like, great-grandson, Cade Skywalker. Like, he kind of tried to guide him in the comics a little bit. But, yeah, I'm I'm kind
3: of with you. I don't think they would just keep pulling Luke in. But Yeah, yeah because it's just... I don't know. It just seems trite. Right. But this is episode nine is it and they have to do something like so special. And I, 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 I... you know, I'm, ha- I'm happy to be, to be shown something else, but I do think it's like, it's so hard to write so hard to act, but like Anakin and Luke, like, I, I think that's, is there anything else left to do? Of that sort of magnitude where
2: you're like Yeah. I mean, that's something that's just never happened in Star Wars is like literally characters from all three eras together at once and like and I mean the main characters even. Mm. Anakin, Luke, Ray and Ben. Hmm.
4: And it's like where they they have to keep going and using the force, right? Yeah. And Ray will be maybe the last Jedi. Is she going to train more Jedi? Like, what's she going to do with the Force if it's just her?
3: (laughs) Um, So I was talking about online before about um, there's a big brouhaha about, you know, creators and how they're dealing with (sighs) fans. I have, you know, compared to a Star Wars creator, a pretty small Twitter feed. Do you know what I mean? But when people are, you know, arguing with you just because you're talking to your friend about the film that you enjoyed and they just come in, I I, I know how, like, oppressive that can feel and how you get a little bit twitchy Mm -hmm. and maybe a little bit grumpy that you can't just, like, muck around with your friends online. And uh, when you're someone like, you know, Chuck Windegg or Pablo Hidalgo, who's, you know, got this huge presence and, you know, I I was always shocked with Pablo that he was online answering questions. Like I remember working out that at when The Force Awakens came out and just like, this is the best. (laughs) Yeah. I started shooting him questions. I always wanted to know the first question I ever asked him, I think was why did the laser split up? And go in different ways sure. in the Force Awakens, and I think they were meteors, and they were set. I don't know. There was, he gave me some reason, yeah. which I still think it's whack that the. I, I still think it should have just been one thing at one. That it's such a pathetic thing. But I, he answered I know, it. Yeah, he, he
2: gave.
3: He, oh, you know the answer? Oh no, I was
2: going to say he doesn't even like Starkiller Base.
3: Like he's publicly said, like don't like that thing. <laughs> why did they? Why did the meteors go in all different directions? Or the thing?
2: Oh no, I no idea.
4: Well, it was it it was made to destroy multiple planets, right? Right. So.
2: But it's like, I guess the question is, why did it stay one beam until the very last second that it split out?
4: Just to be showy. Yeah,
2: like, I mean,
3: you're nitpicking the idea of this weapon. I just like that it's falling into my theory that Molly does all (laughs) work. Because you were just like, I don't know. And then Molly came and explained Star Wars. There you go. She explained Star Wars too. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, it is a, you know, it's crazy when you get like, when you start getting replies and stuff, Yeah, you can get, you know, and I think it's, I think they've handled themselves admirably, but Chuck Windegg, and I just worked out, I didn't know this about Twitter, that if you go to someone's tweet, if someone's retweeted something and then the person that did the original tweet has blocked them, it doesn't show up on that person's page, which I'm going to, I don't normally block people, but now that I know that, that's that's very interesting. I, uh, I'm i more of a muter. Yeah. So, Mark Windegg, who wrote the Aftermath trilogy, and I, I think he came under a lot of, um, you know, fire for, he had a hard task to write that first book and yeah. not talk about the characters that we wanted to be talked about. Yeah. And I, as each book went on, Enjoyed it more and more. The Same. last one like had me like in tears reading. <laughs> I was so caught up with um, is it singia Yeah. Love him. Best character in that trilogy. Love, Love him. Him to death. And um that touching moment at the end of the book on several different levels, um, you know, really hit me. <laughs> Look, I was I, I was loving it. But anyway, so he tweeted out the other day, um, help I fell down a weird rabbit hole All of shitty Star Wars fans. Oh my God, these people! And he followed it up with, "What a weird thing to be a fan of—a thing you so obviously despise." Now, some people got their nose out of joint that he referred to shitty Star Wars fans, and that you couldn't call—you shouldn't call Star Wars fans shitty, because I—I—I I, I, I don't get that. I, I think maybe calling Star Wars fans like if you interpreted it as all Star Wars fans are shitty, right, then that's bad. Yes. But is, do you think that's a, a reasonable way to interpret it? No.
2: no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I knew exactly who he was talking about. I mean, it's like there are shitty Star Wars fans, and it's the people that send death threats and stuff. Like, that's... If you don't like The Last Jedi, that's okay. But if you're constantly telling Ryan Johnson to go kill himself because you didn't like a movie like that's a shitty thing to do
3: yeah well, I've said this many many times but my theory is that you love Star Wars like a child and you dislike Star Wars like an adult so i, I kind of think it's like within their right to respond to that sort of stuff like especially like like there's this this weird sort of thing put across and and the guys from rebel force radio have been tweeting about it is this the customer's always right type situation like you've seen those videos of you know people going like crazy in in takeaway food shops and stuff and it's it's exactly the same you can't abuse Yeah like the creators or the staff. Now, um, I, I, you know, Rebel Force Radio is a really long-standing podcast and, um, you know, I've guested on it a couple of times back in the day and I, I reached out to those guys to, you know, come on the show to talk about their, their tweet. So they've said, they, they decided not to, which which is, I, I don't begrudge them for that. We've um, not had the best relationship over the past year. So, do you know what I mean? That's fine. And do you know what I mean? They want to do it on their podcast. I can totally accept that. I don't like begrudge that at all. But the offer was made. Do you know what I mean? So they tweeted out, we spend a lot of time talking about what is broken within Star Wars on our latest show. A big problem is how creators publicly attack the fans. Take Star Wars author Chuck Windegg, for example. Shitty Star Wars fans. Great PR, Chuck. So Jimmy from Rebel Force Radio, his contention is that... Star Wars creators essentially have to suck it up and and, and take it. And is that the sort of attitude that, like, Daisy Ridley's meant to have? (laughs) Who's been driven off Instagram because of all the comments? Like, and just recently, Kelly Marie Tran, Mm -hmm. gone from Instagram. Like, is is that, like, are you meant to, like, suck that up as well? Or, or... Were they driven offline by shitty Star Wars fans? Not that all Star Wars fans are shitty, but the thing with Star Wars, I talk about this all the time, is it attracts everyone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like all races or creeds or financial backgrounds. They generally, if you live in a Western culture, you're going to find people that are into Star Wars, right? They're not all great people. Like, I hate to break it to everyone, but if you go into the the solitary confinement in a prison, someone in there is going to like Star Wars. Do you know what I mean? Don't get put off by my cap. I was hoping you'd come up. So, um, yeah, I just don't think it's that wrong to say some Star Wars fans are shitty because some people are shitty.
4: Yeah, it's just some people are shitty, right? It's not just fans, Star Wars fans. It's just they're just people out there that want to be angry and put that out there.
2: Yeah. Uh, Like it's the ones I always go back to are the, the death threats ones. Like Mm. I just don't get it. Like that's so extreme and hateful. Like that, that's shitty. Yeah. So yeah, there is a minority of people that do that, but they do it loudly and often.
3: And the interesting thing is I was a little bit blase about the whole problem, especially for women in Star Wars about because you don't see it. It's not in your timeline, John, you know I mean, you don't right. see what they're getting. Whenever I post a video on YouTube that features a woman, whether it's a fan or Kathleen Kennedy, the language gets dire and I have a filter on my thing. So, you know, they all get caught and I, I think I may have hit you up for filter. Uh, yeah. Um, how to do that yeah so uh there's, there's a lot of words and in the list of words that do get banned they are when you look at them all at once it's an eclectic mix yeah. but um yeah whenever I, I i just posted this thing up this week we did the uh the solo reaction the, the live show which you can also check out on youtube and if someone disagrees with a guy it's like oh you're you know it's i disagree with them but whatever if they disagree with a girl on the panel it is on mm-hmm. like, like B, C, all, all your top words, right? Yeah. They're all getting thrown out there. And here's the math. They're Star Wars fans, I presume, because they're watching a Star Wars video. Their actions are shitty. So shitty plus Star Wars fan <laughs> equals Shitty Star Wars fans. And, uh, you know, Jimmy's on here on Twitter having a bit of debate with people. And uh says, nope, we are paying customers. Customers are all caps. They are in the business to sell. Sell is in all caps. They're product to us. By mistreating the fans, they bring it on themselves, not the other way around. He's putting him like Chuck under the microscope for his reaction do you know what I mean? Right. Let's look at the action. Do you know what I mean? And that is the
2: people that are bringing on the reaction. No one's looking at them and asking them what's going on.
3: It's, it's crazy. It's, it's like, we're putting the microscope under the people that are like standing up for this, like, I'm trying to keep the language um, clean on this, (laughs) but it's this BS mentality of, People, that everything has to pander to their ego. And if it doesn't, if it's not how you like, then you get to just do whatever you can Mm -hmm. on the internet to sort of, you know, feel like you've had a voice. Yeah. And I just, we should be celebrating people like Chuck that are standing up and, and trying to clean out the fandom, but it's the ones that are calling it out that are coming under fire. I, I just don't get it at all.
4: It's all very childish to me. I mean, I don't know. I worked in retail, so I get the whole, like the customer's always right <laughs> kind of thing, a little, like that hits me.
3: Because people always said that to you at
4: home. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. It's going to take some calls <laughs> all right, and we can have a rest. Let's go to 503. Uh, who are you and where are you calling from? uh hi my
1: name is uh bobby i'm calling from
3: portland hello and uh if you're a regular star wars twitter viewer or you listen to full of sith <laughs> you may have heard our our first caller on the hyper chat bobby roberts how you doing buddy i'm doing all right hello alex and hello molly it's uh
1: nice to hear you guys on steel's show i always love this this mixing of this, the mind the sort of uh the mashup of wonderfulness that happens uh, very frequently within the star Wars fandom. I, I like hearing the, the various uh, tweaks and, and twists of, of, of separate personalities coming together and getting chocolate and peanut butter
2: uh, mixed up in a tasty combination. So this, is, this has, been a cool show. <laughs> oh, nice to actually like talk to you like <laughs> voice to voice, at least.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll... No doubt. I know. I'm,
3: I'm not sure where that chocolate and peanut butter bit was going, so I was uh, I was I was very tense. But I'm just glad that I'm just glad that technology allows us to hear you, Bobby. Uh, what's going on, man? What's on your mind?
1: Um, I think what you guys are uh,
3: driving at, as as a
1: as a baffling element here, is essentially uh, a complete and total lack of empathy, or an inability to place it correctly. When when Jimmy makes arguments along the lines of the customer is always right, and when Jimmy frames Chuck Wendig's reactions to uh, abuse, which is what it is, um, any sort of abuse, like there doesn't even really need to be a level at which you cut off abuse from basic trolling. Basic trolling is in and of itself abuse. So when you make the argument, as Jimmy has been making, that um, that you have to eat some of that. That that you are bound by some sort of strange social contract to eat some of that. What Jimmy is arguing for is placing the fan above the person who creates the thing. And that and that's basically what we're talking about here. We're talking about making sure that abuse is tolerated. Maybe not championed, but at least tolerated. And making sure that if Uh, a celebrity of any type steps out of line that the first thought isn't how awful that people are going after that celebrity. That The first thought is how much were they asking for that and how badly have they failed in not eating everything on their plate? And that's harmful. That's damaging. That's unfair. And it's stupid. And to make the arguments that Jimmy has been making you know, despite the fact that, you know, knowing him personally, having been around him, uh, you know, well, not in person, thankfully, um, but having been let's, around let's, him. Let's, let's uh, play the
3: ball, not the man.
1: Okay, no, well, the problem is the ball. He has eaten the
3: ball. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, like, 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 apart from, like, let's not sort of focus too much on, 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 you know, on Jimmy no, per no, no, se, no, but, no, no, but, 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 yeah like the topic and the breaking point like is it like i I think it's easy for people to go oh yeah i didn't like the chuck windegg book you know give him hell but then it's Mm -hmm. where does that bleed over like then is it okay to do it to andy if you don't like the star wars show is it is it fine to do it it kelly marie tran if you didn't like the last Jedi, like where, where is, and and you brought up a good point about where is it acceptable? Like how much abuse is acceptable and let's go with none. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? like We are so used to other star Wars fans, not being adults. We're so used to it. Like that how, and I don't mean like waving around a lightsaber or dressing up. I mean like these tantrums, Mm -hmm. it's like, Mm -hmm. It's been so elasticized, do you know what I mean? If we just jumped three years into the future from three years ago, what is happening? What is happening? And, And I think a lot of it
1: is sourced from this sort of basic misconception of what we're all doing online. And that sources straight back to some of the first things that a lot of us were taught when we got online. And I'm talking primarily about older generations younger generations have grown up in an era where there's always been an online, And so the idea that there's some sort of fierce strong division between real life and online doesn't exist for them because for them, there has never been an aspect of their real life that doesn't include using a communication tool that hundreds of millions of people have had access to since they were born. But for older folks like Jimmy and myself, for us, online was sold as a sort of magical wonderland <laughs> where people could adopt personas and be fake, and it didn't really count. And so there are a whole lot of people for whom indulging their worst instincts is perfectly okay because the internet doesn't count. It's not real, and they don't think of the people on the other side of the screen that they're yelling at as being real. And if someone on the other side of that screen reminds you that they're an honest to God person, whether or not they write books, whether or not they act in movies, whether or not they make really good YouTube contacts, when they remind you that they are real, a troll's initial reaction is to either be happy that they've actually hurt a real live living human being, because that's Primarily what they want to do is hurt somebody. They don't want attention. They want to know that they hurt you. Okay. They either do that or <laughs> they, they go in even harder and they justify that to themselves by either claiming you're too weak to play in this game because the game to them, or they just think that you're not really real. And so it doesn't matter. And that's part of the thing that's, that's getting Jimmy in trouble and everyone who's, sticking up for this sort of mindset that celebrities enter into some sort of social contract where all abuse hurled their way, like a percentage of it, is owed, is due, that they have to eat that. Um, And that's, that's not true. There is no situation in which someone makes something for public consumption and then you are allowed to personally attack them because you didn't like it. There's never been in the history of time A situation in which you can just straight up go at somebody on a personal level, someone you don't know, because they made something you don't like. That's that's trash. It's garbage. That's that's a bad response. And you are a bad person for indulging it. And I'm saying that as someone who has indulged it, who grew up in those dumb old Wild West days and acted that way. And it's shameful uh, and it's a learning opportunity, and there are a whole lot of people who refuse to learn from it because they don't want to have to acknowledge the fact that they are hurtful and that they've been hurting people and that it is real. Um, it's not fake. It's not, a, it's not some weird internet wonderland. It's, these are real people who are being forced offline because you want to argue for a place that values you and your ability to be as mean as you possibly can with no repercussion. There's got to be an element of responsibility to this.
3: And just, yeah, some composure about what we're talking about. It's just like, I, I put up this poll the other day and it was very interesting. It was like, what is your favorite Disney Star Wars film? And it got like, almost like 10,000 votes. It got, it got shared around, like way out of my bubble, it got shared around. So <laughs> it ended up, I think it was about 45% The Last Jedi, which was very surprising. Yeah. And then I think maybe at 30, it was Rogue One was second. And I, I kind of took the Rogue a lot of the Rogue One votes as I really didn't like The Last Jedi. Like that's how you can sort of interpret it do
5: mm-hmm. like, you know what i mean I, I feel
3: like out of the four maybe rogue one for the person that doesn't like disney star wars that might be like their best case scenario film yeah but people got really angry that about just the poll and it's like why don't you why don't you post up one that's what's your least favorite and i'm like why would i want to know people's least what? favorite something yeah. <laughs> i mean
2: wouldn't that it just be the opposite, the like opposite. you can see, what their least favorite is in that poll.
3: Oh uh, no, ne- not necessarily, not necessarily, because your favorite film, oh, like, yeah, it, it doesn't, you're it doesn't work. You're, yeah, you're right. Like, it, like there is like, like the statistic doesn't balance like, out. I know Star Wars, not math. I'm yeah, a lecture. Right <laughs> okay, <now. laughs> well, I'm, I'm mathematics explained. Enjoy my, <laughs> enjoy my YouTube channel. But um, and I also said I don't think anyone needs any encouragement to tell me which one's their least favorite <laughs> yeah. because. You know the feed was constantly high. Hija- there was amazing. There was like 500, like tweet, like actual people going. I like I like Rogue One because of this, and I like The Force Awakens mm-hmm. because you know the memories and you know. And for me, it was The Force Awakens because there's, there's so much like like positive memories in the lead yeah. up and and Same. all that stuff. But um, and, and one guy said, oh, if you polled, like. Nazis about Hitler, they'd probably be pretty positive. But but he did it in this real sort of vile way. And it's like, dude, we're just talking about space film. Yeah. We we are talking about your favourite Disney-produced space film and you want to talk about the Third Reich. Like, it's just – it's just – I don't know. I don't care how dark the room is and how many Scarface posters you have up in it. (laughs) Chill out. Park. Go see a child laugh. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> no buys, no buys. Um, anything to leave us this- Robert? Uh,
1: just... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. uh, of, a, of a healthy sense of perspective. What you just mentioned is probably the best uh, sunlight disinfectant to to all this darkness. Like, have a sense of perspective about what it is you're doing. Um, and that more than often is going to be enough to sort of stop you from from spiraling out into a hole that you can't stop yourself from digging. Like, if you would just take a breath, step away and realize that what it is you're discussing is something ultimately it can be insightful. It can be rewarding. It can be, uh, you know, enriching, but still ultimately it's entertainment. Um, yes, it's art and art. If you are consuming art solely as a means to figure out how to convert it into egotism to make yourself feel better about the time you've spent arguing with other people on the internet you're lost. You got to find a different way to enrich your life. You got to find a different way to make yourself feel like a whole person. Because you're never going to feel like a whole person if the foundation you're building that on is 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 is, is hate, is anger, is bile, is vileness. Uh, you're just going to be hollow, and and you're not going to like yourself. And eventually, that's going to lead to something bad. Um, Whether whether that means, you know, like you you end up in some sort of weird abuse situation, whether you end up, uh, you know, just bitter and alone, uh, you know, indulging those emotions this consistently over something this lightweight is going to lead you down a path where you end up one night waking up, looking at yourself and wondering why the hell you wasted so much time don't don't do that spend the time wisely <laughs> you know enjoy the things that you spend time on don't spend time on things solely to figure out new and creative ways to to feel big about your small self
3: and you know all the anger you know anger leads to hate hate leads to suffering didn't it like a goofy puppet have some <laughs> it sounds about brilliant. that one time i don't know i don't know hey um bobby so much for calling in man i really appreciate it and uh, don't be a stranger yeah, thank you. Yeah, will not. Talk to you guys soon. All righty. There was a just a rare glimpse of no technical difficulties. Why did I say it? Why did it, I say it?
5: Oh, Rashad is, right is,
3: is killing me. All right. Let's do uh another caller. Let's go to Liam415, who's been on hold for a little bit. I'm so sorry about the technical difficulties. Liam, and we appreciate your call. What's on your mind? Hey, guys.
6: How's it going? Real good. How are you? Good. Good. good uh molly alex hope you guys are enjoying your visit to california so far we so are. far yeah yeah
4: it's been awesome
6: all right um thanks for having me on no worries about the technical difficulties I, uh, it happens
3: Nice what where, where do you stand on uh what we're talking about
6: so i agree with bobby for the most part you know i think that people lose track of the fact that these are real people that we're talking about in regards to the creators and um I'm glad that we get to see a glimpse of that. You know, I don't want to see these artists be responding in the robotic corporate fashion. Mm. It's nice to see that they're real people and that they're allowed to speak their mind.
3: Yeah. I, I really agree with that. And, and you brought up before um, how Pablo said they didn't really like Starkiller Bays. Yeah. And I've heard him say on, on Twitter before, you know, it's just stuff like he liked, he, he thought like, Han Solo maybe like like up before the Han Solo bit, he liked The Force Awakens more sort of thing. He he sort of thought Han Solo was
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I do remember that tweet. Yeah.
3: And I, you know, whether or not I agree or disagree I admire that, you know, he worked on this film, but he's also like critiquing what he likes as a fan Yeah, sure. And, because that's you know what I mean? That's what you want. You want the fan insight you don't want that corporate like you know like sometimes when you watch all the press tour and that you get a bit over it because it's like there's nothing what are they going to say they're, it, they're and- either saying painted on lines right. or doing some goofy game like yeah let's bake a cake I, I, I don't know they do all these things I just want no, know stuff about Star Wars <laughs> but yeah I. I, I th- and and you know like like Kasdan like tweeting John Kasdan and um Ron Howard, like these, like, it's so like cool to have this, like, you know, one-on-one pretty much, um, you know, contact with mm-hmm. them that if, you know, you get them on the right time, you can tweet them a question and get an answer or, or get a like. Like, I, I've spoken to so many people that have had their day, week made by a simple favourite from Mark Hamill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, take it from me, it's pretty good. He's Luke Skywalker. But um so what about with Chuck and Pablo sort of in in my opinion, you know, calling a spade a spade. Do you think they they've got a right to um have a commentary on the fans or they should just converse and and, and sort of suck it up?
6: I think they definitely have a right to have their own opinion on the status of the fandom and how they're being treated by fans and it's pretty obvious to us that they're speaking about a specific group and not everybody. A lot of people are blowing it out of proportion saying it's all fans. That's not the case.
3: Yeah. I I, I just point out if anyone is sort of saying he was saying all star Wars fans are shitty, you're either lying to me or you're lying to yourself. Like you're being naive, naive on purpose because it's, it's clearly not what he was like. Like, to me, it's like, oh, really? That's quite an imagination that you've that you've <laughs> put the context of it in saying, I'm done with Star Wars, Star Wars fans are shitty. Yeah. Because yeah. I talk to him all the time on Twitter and he loves talking about Star Wars. I'm Like, it came across like he was shocked that someone – because essentially what's happening is people are going to bat for the racists, for the sexists, for the misogynists, for the assholes, Whether or not you agree with it or not, like you are siding with the customer is always right. Mm-hmm. And just be careful who the other customers are, man, because they're not as nice as you. Yeah. Uh, anything to look with, Liam?
6: Yeah, I wanted to uh, talk about the customer being always right briefly. Yeah, sure. i customer service, and I <laughs> just have to say that that's definitely not true. The customer can be very wrong, and I think it's up to us to call them out in those and manageable way, then, you know, you will get the praise rather than the shun from your superiors for doing that. And and again, I just also want to say that if we attempt to censor the creators from speaking their minds or from calling out this type of behavior on the Internet, it just feels like we're promoting that type of behavior. Not promoting, but we're being compliant to the way people act on the Internet, where we should be giving that the negative attention and not... The people who are being
3: attacked. Well said, man. Yeah. I really agree. Um, Thanks so much for your call, and next week, if you call in, you will not be on hold for as long. Fingers crossed. (laughs) And I'll tell you this. No worries, guys. I'll tell you this home truth. Mm -hmm. Do you know when the customer is right? When is that? When it's me ringing the Mevo Camera Corporation tomorrow
2: saying why is this dropping out that's when the customers right well as long as you don't
3: threaten their lives i think you'll be yeah. okay yeah. i'll be i'll be pretty calm i'm um i'm i'm not sure if you know this but i'm expecting a baby i do know that it, it, it's going to arrive any day now no it's not <laughs> it's going to arrive in in many days hopefully but uh i am a lot calmer it's weird i'm just like just traffic and and maybe you guys are going, oh, if that was him calm before the show when he was working <laughs> out the technology. But I am a lot calmer. I think
2: a lot of people just think that whatever they say won't get seen, so it's okay. And even if they like hope it gets seen, but they're just like, ah, they'll never see this. But like whenever I type something out, especially if it's about someone, I try to assume they will see it. And, yeah,
3: you have to. Yeah. Um, I've had that happen a couple of times where someone's like, on like a YouTube thread or whatever mm-hmm. of like I've guessed it on someone else's show. And I you know, I like to you know see what people say because you know, and I also like to talk. Like if someone says, oh, you know, they've got a question, I like answering stuff. And sometimes someone will like, you know, like dish you out and I'll just write, oh cheers for watching. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh sorry, man, I didn't really see this. And it's like, yeah, well, why why? <laughs> why why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? Hey, thanks so much, Liam. Uh, don't be a stranger, mate. Right on. Thanks
6: for having me. Appreciate it, guys.
3: Cheers. Uh, we've got people on hold, but if you want to call in and get on the queue, and I must say, if you are overseas, not in America, you can Skype in just add a plus one, and that gets the international phone Thing coming to you, but and skype service to do it because it's cheap uh the number is 646-668-8360 if you're watching the live stream on youtube that number should be in your show notes let's go to 626 who are you and where are you calling from
7: hello this is tommy out of los angeles california tommy we're about to know you live mate Ah, uh, san gabriel minutes from downtown l.a
3: Nice. What's on your mind this evening?
7: Oh, well, firstly, I just wanted to say, uh, still enjoy your uh, your YouTube sh- uh, YouTube show. Uh, follow you on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Enjoy everything. Enjoy your perspective. Cheers, man. Uh, Star Wars explained. Alex and Molly. Love your page. Been following you on YouTube for about a year now. Love all your content. On content, it's very informative. Love it. Thank you.
3: Uh, I-, I, Molly, find, I-, I find it, your- I find I find I find it a little too informative, to be honest. <laughs>
4: Tommy. Yeah,
3: we go over over, over borderline. <laughs> not for me. I
7: I can it all. I can <laughs> seem it all like everything. <laughs> uh Molly, love your shirt. My wife <laughs> just bought me that exact shirt, and yeah. I am wearing it right now.
3: Awesome. <laughs> Same so, size as Molly. All
7: right. Um, well, I hope not.
2: <laughs> not nothing. There's anything wrong with that, but I'm, uh,
7: I should be you know M- molly
2: from target yeah, the anyway, other day um, bought me an a boy's extra large shirt that fits and i was pretty bummed about it but i like the shirt a lot
3: <laughs> so they have well, as long matters right yeah well do you do you ever shop in the toy aisle yeah okay well then that's enough <laughs> but you don't come on <laughs> i'm big uh what's on your mind mind tommy I, I really uh thanks for your um Delightful introduction.
7: Thank you. Uh well firstly I just I definitely agree with you still on this whole uh Chuck Wendig matter and the whole customer is always right. That is definitely not true. I used to work in retail. Uh that is just a retail store policy, just a pander to customers. So that's just a way to you know create less uh, problems with the customer if they were to be upset about anything. Doesn't ne- doesn't necessarily mean that they are correct about whatever it is that they have an issue with. They just have that rule there to um, create less of an issue. That's it. Uh, uh, if, uh, you know, the guys at Rebel Force Radios. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh,
3: yeah, a lot of time that customer always right thing is like, how inexpensive is this going to be to get rid of this person?
4: <laughs> yeah, it's. I worked retail for 10 years. <laughs> That's about it. And the customer is always right now is basically mm-hmm. let's try to get this person out of the store and not get the not get a bad review on Yelp. Like whatever we have yeah, to do to the make them to happy. Solve
7: that issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you but, know? But, I mean, if they want to throw out, you know, random store policies and things like that, there's also a policy that a lot of stores have the right to refuse service.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
7: So, uh, yeah, I, when I was working in retail, I definitely exercised that right if the customer has been a douchebag. So, yeah, good good work on you, Chuck. When he, you know, he has a right to express himself if he doesn't agree with the way a person is behaving. You know, it's, 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 uh, it's a human behavior. It's human uh, reaction to react that way just towards someone that's just being hateful for no reason.
2: Mm. It is strange that the customers in this situation seem to feel that, Chuck or whoever need to act a certain way towards them, but they don't have to follow those same rules.
3: Well, it seems like the attitude is like, once you've signed this Lucasfilm contract, you're now a punching bag. You're now a slave to my ego and my desires. And I can talk to you in any way. Like it's at what point, like anything like, Ugh, it, it, it does my head in. It does my head in. Okay, so I, I've got the tweet up here. It's, and he should never call out any fan regardless of how terrible they may act. Regardless of how terrible they may act. Now, you might have like a thing against Chuck Windegg, or you may think he shouldn't have used the word shitty. Do you know what I mean? But, regardless of how terrible they may act, like what how where
5: like
3: <laughs> it's its it's just such a like you, if you're gonna make blanket terms like that, then you're wrong
4: it doesn't make any sense
7: like, like it really doesn't a, a, are you' gonna I mean, tell if you think about it from this perspective yeah, um you know as far as george lucas i mean. It, the fans, the Hateful Fans specifically, are played a very large part in him wanting to retire. Like he planned for nine films, but he could only do six because he was just done. He was done with the fandom at a certain point.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and it's so weird and hypocritical of these people to like, oh, we've got to get George Lucas back. Mm. Like George Lucas is just <laughs> on record of just like going, no, nah, can't please him. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. and and regardless yeah, of the what, as it is now. Yeah, regardless of like what you think of those films, like the whole, like, I like if you mention like sexual assault in your breakdown of how you feel about a film, like rape, you, you're you're an yeah. you are out of perspective,
4: way way out, like outer space,
7: and it's also an insult to actual rape victims because you can't compare that, you really can't
3: it's It's so insulting yeah yeah it's 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 just beyond I um regardless of how terrible they may act, I'm sorry, wrong, no <laughs> buys. the customer when he's like being abusive, is wrong. Yeah. Leave the premises, no shirt, no shoes, right. no service yeah. right put on your shoes put down. on your shoes when you tweet Chuck Windndy, you're nice ones.
4: Should have someone escort people <laughs> off of Twitter.
3: <laughs> if only if only thank you so much for your call tommy and uh i'll see you around la mate oh for sure see you around
7: you guys have a good
3: one you too Nice. all righty i think we are going to go now to emily lind is that you emily Yes, it is. It's Emily Lynn from the Canobite Dispatch, a uh, fantastic Star Wars podcast that you should check out if you need some extra content. And Emily is reporting live, you guys, from our YouTube live chat feed. So (laughs) what's what's going on over there, apart from people laughing at the technical difficulties? You know what? Everybody's everybody's
0: been really good about technical difficulties. Nobody was complaining. People were a little a little concerned, but we had some good chat in the meantime. Nice. Okay, good. So, so it actually, it ended up working out okay. Um, yeah, so...
3: What's the vibe there? Contest- What's the vibe on this topic? What are we, Have we got anyone chiming in? Oh,
0: I'm, oh definitely. Um, a, a lot of people bringing up the, the, the big difference between giving your opinion and... Giving abuse, and the fact that some people don't see that distinction.
3: Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I think
0: that's a
3: big part of it. Have, it's. Um, we also had. I'm oh,
0: sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. I was going to say we we had a comment from Harry who actually said, "I work in customer service too. As soon as the customer becomes abusive or overly aggressive." I don't hesitate to exercise my right to refuse that service.
3: <laughs> pretty spot on, pretty spot on. And, and where do you stand in all of this, Emily? I know um, you've got a, a pretty firm opinion on most things.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it you guys talked about and, and Bobby and some of the other callers too. It's just, I can't. I honestly can't even wrap my head around, like talking to somebody that way, especially over a movie or a book that I didn't like. And, and just the idea that, that people like Chuck and and Pablo should, should just, I don't know, just put up with it because reasons (laughs) is pretty, pretty disturbing. I mean, it's it's this very circular argument that that was coming up in in those tweets. Mm. That oh, well, people are people are are mean to 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 Chuck because he's so mean to the fans and so disrespectful to the fans. But but Chuck's a Star Wars fan who is like I've interacted with him, like a lot of times over over Twitter through Star Wars, or because I'm a fan a really big fan of a lot of his other books, and he's always been, like, great and really interactive, and I, because I followed him before the Aftermath books came out, and seeing that transition, and seeing all the negativity that he suddenly had to deal with, I mean, how could he possibly accept expect somebody not to react
2: to that i'm sure that also i mean he reacted to this one rabbit hole that he went down but i mean he has to be constantly hounded with stuff like that it's like he he probably doesn't respond to most of it
3: oh sure like
2: everyone has a breaking point at a certain time like there's plenty of stuff that we'll just mute or ignore and then like sometimes that one thing will get under your skin like i gotta tweet about this Mm. don't have to but like i'm going to (laughs) so i'm sure that if you look at everything that he gets tweeted it's like he he doesn't probably i don't know but he probably doesn't respond to most of it
0: Mm. well Well, no yeah he gets he gets abused if he tweets about like making a sandwich somebody will yeah. Yeah. tweet about how he's
3: well there, there was one that just did my head in and it was ryan johnson like sending condolences to someone that had oh died. god yeah i didn't see this but i mean so, i know where it's going condolences to a friend that had died or who mm-hmm. you know like someone on twitter whose like parent had died or someone had died <laughs> and he was like you know just letting him know that he was there People then start telling him about how the film sucked. Oh,
5: Jesus!
3: (laughs) So, um, yeah, is the customer always right on that one? Is it? Are you going to back that? I I don't know. And it's 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 weird. I saw this. um, All right, this is just the final thing on Rebel Force Radio because the thing is, like, they've got such a huge voice. Do you know what I mean? Like that is. Like They've been doing for so long and for the majority of people that get into podcasting because they're the highest ranked podcast, that's where they go to. Do you know what I mean? I want to listen to a Star Wars podcast. Found that one. That's how I found them. Well, not them. That was how I found the Force cast when it was pre them. And I, I remembered an episode where they reacted to Revenge of the Sith. So, um, and that was before um, Jimmy and Jason, but do you know what I mean? It's, and it's so, if that's like the entry point, do you know what I mean? People just listen to that. They might, that's the only one Mm -hmm. that's like all they take. Oh, okay. Yeah. The creators shouldn't like be hitting back and maybe not going into what's actually getting said. The thing with that, the Ryan Johnson death thing and people chiming in, it was like, do you really have like zero shame? Yeah, and I always like want to say to these people like, show someone a loved one what you do on the internet, <laughs> and see how they react. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I honestly think, and and I mean this like, it's like they should go talk to someone because if you're venting all this stuff in, none of these people have got their faces. Mm-hmm. It's always like Darth anger or. You know, like spawn or some dark, like avatar sort of thing. No faces, but I would Rebel Force Radio, radio comment with this. Um, he, Rebel Force Radio Twitter account tweeted, It's called professional detachment. Anyone and everyone who creates receives abuse in some form or another, writers, filmmakers, or even podcasters. Look at all the re- abuse I've received. Do you ever see me resort to name calling? Yes, I do. And then you have to make an apology and edit your podcast. And, like, it's... it's ah! <sighs> what are you doing? Not only once. Uh, Emily, I'm going to put you back on hold and scour that chat room and uh, we'll see what we've got at the end of the show. All Cheers. All right, let's go to... Uh, 630, who are you and where are you calling from? Well, this is Tyler Westhouse from San Mateo, California, buddy. Hey, hey Tyler.
8: from buddy. Nothing. I just heard uh, I heard down the grapevine that there was some talk about a podcast I don't like that much, so I wanted to listen in.
3: <laughs> so, Steel Wars? I, I've been
8: having a good time over here. Yeah, I, I hate things. You know? I just wanted to
3: listen and hate it. Well, um, you know, obviously you've, you know, had, that's, you've got a history with the Rebel Force Radio podcast, and we, we're not going to dwell on that, but where yeah, do you I, stand? I
5: worked for them for about,
8: I worked for them for about two years. That's okay. history.
3: Where, where do you stand on this whole, uh, creators versus, and it's not creators versus fans. It's creators versus dickheads. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like um, the, the fan yeah. doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. hmm so, sorry, Tyler.
8: I, I totally understand. Um, I'm of the mind that a lot of the people on the internet are who talk about Star Wars in a negative way um, feel entitled to do so because they've been fans for a long time or they think, I like it more than you, which means it's mine more so than yours. But Star Wars is for everybody. And the people who complain and feel entitled to Star Wars as they imagine it are also the type of people who complain about you know, people who actually need entitlements like social programs or other things like that. Like, they're okay getting their way 100% of the time if it benefits them. Um, I think the attacking Chuck Winsick is just one of the stupidest decisions that, um, you know, that faction of Star Wars has partaken in in a long time. Um, Chuck is Chuck on Twitter. Uh, I think that he's totally entitled to speak how he likes on his personal Twitter. He's not an employee of Lucasfilm. That's a misconception that I think a lot of people have. You get contracted to write a book. It doesn't mean that you're full-time staff and you're just talking to Kathleen Kennedy all day, every day, and she's telling you the secrets to the next movie, and she's like, Chuck, go tweet this out for me. Mm -hmm. I I would love to see you attack some idiots on Twitter. (laughs) Kathleen Kennedy doesn't care. That's all Chuck. And if Chuck wants to talk about Star Wars, the way that he wants to and he wants to talk about how some of the fans unfortunately are, you know, at times kind of terrible. He's totally entitled to do so. Um, I think it says a lot about the people who are complaining about Chuck Wendig, um, that they're so offended that somebody is speaking their mind. Um, I feel like if Chuck were speaking on the side of what guys like Rebel Force Radio and that ilk believe in, um, I don't think they would have a problem with it at all. They get frustrated when other people get offended, but when they get offended, it's the biggest issue in the world. It's extremely hypocritical, and I, I find it amusing because it's just so unbelievable.
3: Yeah, I, I, I just stagger at the blanket. Let them do what they want. They're the customer. Like, and when you've got like how many customers, like ten million customers or whatever, like how do you how do you do that? I I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah completely insane honestly i
8: just i really don't understand the the entitlement that some star wars fans have just towards the franchise in general and feel that they personally get to dictate it just because they enjoy it a lot that's not how life works that's not how any aspect of life
2: of life works at all we've never listened to rebel force radio i don't like
3: i can't speak about any of them personally or even professionally I, I, i have to say like if that's your type of radio that you enjoy, it's great. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They talk about the news, they have fun, they they muck about, and then occasionally they say something that needs to be called out and, and right the ship. And do you know what I mean? They've edited stuff out and they've – like, do you know what I mean? So there's, there have been things. But I think when they're just going about their business, enjoying Star Wars the way they want, fine. I've right. got like zero issue because not – Like, not all interpretations of Star Wars are for everyone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And there's this, like, weird thing about, like, competition and stuff. And it's, like, podcasts are not on, like, they're not on a schedule. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, like, I, you know, you come on my show and, you know, the few people listening or watching that don't know you are going to probably check it out because it sounds really interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, you might tweet it out and then people – like, it's a shared thing. Mm -hmm. And if people want to have that – I guess it's sort of like a morning zoo sort of, you know, type of, you know, radio show about (laughs) Star Wars. And if that's your thing, like, it's fine. Do you know what I mean? And and, and let's just have a world where Kelly Marie Tran – can Instagram her happy self every morning because I thought it was like, Sweet. like the thought of her just getting that much abuse. Like she's just pure joy Yeah. as, as a person, like, she's just like, just sugar. And for her, just the thought of her just like going, looking at her phone and going, that's it. I'm done. Mm-hmm.
4: It's so sad and disheartening.
3: Like- uh, yeah. I mean, like, I wasn't
2: really the biggest fan of Rose in the movie, but like, how can you look at Kelly Marie Tran like smiling and laughing on the red carpet, like hugging Rose cosplayers, and think anything bad about her? It's it. Oh, I, I have it. An
8: answer. It, you only do that
3: if you're insane. <laughs> that's what you do. It's yeah. I don't know, and, and and that's my issue. It's like, why are you standing with these people that that drove her, drove Daisy Ridley? Like, do they have to harden up? I I, I don't think so. But I, I just think we need, with the voice that they have and that we've got a bit of, like, there's some responsibility. Yeah. And you've got to, like, guide people the right way. Well, I mean, like, and nobody's
2: perfect. Like, I've said some stuff before publicly that I was, like, I had to look at how people reacted to it. And I was, like, oh, like maybe there's another perspective to this. And like, you just try to learn from it and grow and not stubbornly just stay where you are. Mm.
3: Hey Tyler, thanks for the call buddy. And uh, I'll catch you when you are out here for the video game festival, as I call (laughs) it. I'll
8: see I'll see all of you at the video game thing. And nice. thanks for uh, lending me the soapbox. I appreciate it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought Tyler was about to say I'll see you at StacyCon, just by the San Diego Airport Hilton or whatever that Simpsons reference is. Hey, we have got the call at seven oh seven. Who are you and where are you calling from?
6: Uh, hi, Steele. I'm Robert Young from Sonoma County. How you doing, Robert? I am okay. <laughs> Um, What's on your mind? Well, I don't. I mean, I just kind of want to. <laughs> you know, I I kind of wish things were just. You know, we just everyone realizes. You know, we're all just fans of this silly space movie with a giant green squid man named Kit Fisto. You <laughs> know. Um, don't and, bring Kit you know, into the it. The main villain is called Sidious. <laughs> so. Like you know, this is not that serious. You know, n- no piece of fiction is that serious that we really need to be calling each other vulgar names. they wishing harm against anyone. Mm. Um. And uh, yeah, like Alex said, you know, I I'm not the biggest fan of Rose, but Kelly Marie Marie Tran seems like a really kind person. I don't know why anyone would you know be mean there. <laughs>
3: Um, like, like, let's not forget what happened to Jake Lloyd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? A like, nine-year-old. Like, like, you know. Of course, you know he was nine, so it's a, you know, a bad age to have it. But like, like, permanently damaged. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's the, the not way people cool. treated a child.
2: Mm. Who was like he had no control over the situation. Nah. No. Um, continue. Well,
6: yeah, yeah, about yeah Jake Lloyd that. I mean, yeah, the way people bullied him in his school, they talked about. Like, I, I'm not sure. Like, I, I think he got diagnosed with uh, schizophrenia. Yeah. You
5: know,
6: but
3: I'm, I'm sure the online attention didn't help with his mental health issues. Yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that's not always a built in condition. Like, I think things can happen to you where that triggers it not that i'm an expert on that
4: (laughs) there's definitely some ptsd there yeah yeah that
3: exactly exactly but where do you stand on, um you know like like chuck windig and and pablo and that like they're um should they be should they just stay off twitter for that sort of thing or what's the deal well i mean yeah yeah, they're
6: their own people so they can have their own opinions really and you know i'll say i'm a fan of rebel force radio i've called into their show i don't know you know what they've done you know i don't know everything um and i don't you know but and i kind of all these tweets are just you know seem misguided i think the guys at rebel force radio might have been thinking he was referring to just people that disagreed with him and disagreed about his books and didn't like the, some of the content in his books or The Last Jedi or, or something. And so they might have assumed that, you know, he, he was calling any fan that was, uh, you know, a, did not have positive views about that, a bad fan, quote-unquote, which I don't think that's what Chuck's intention was. He was mostly talking about people that wished harm on the franchise. If, you know, you read the whole thread. So... Yeah, the main problem was probably
3: not uh, doing enough research. Yeah, well, I don't know. He's, he, they, they tweeted out that they've complained to Lucasfilm and a uh, awaiting comment, which actually got turned into a pretty fun meme. we have seen some of those tweets. With, with a <laughs> lot of other Star Wars fans. Yeah, Heath's
2: was my favorite, I think.
3: Ah, uh, he's... he's Going to uh, complain to Lucasfilm about Zuvio, yes, I presume. Of <laughs> yeah. Okay. So everyone's just replaced the words with what their gripes are about Star Wars, and their complain complaining to Lucasfilm. But I don't know, man. It's just, I, I, I guess I find it perplexing that people have an issue for something that I applaud the person for. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is like having an opinion and speaking out about it. You know, maybe putting you know, future jobs at risk. I don't know. I don't know how things work. I'm not sure how important all this is to the, the larger, you know, star Wars licensing world, mm-hmm. but uh, anything else to leave us with?
6: Well, um, I don't know. I guess, I guess just the same point I made earlier mm-hmm. that, you know, we're all just fans of some uh, silly space movie with lasers and uh, really stupid silly names such as Thurne Scissor Punch recently. Um, so, you know, just, just, I just, I mean, I don't my words aren't going to affect any of the, like, radical people, but it's just like, I just, I, I feel like I just want to get into their heads. Just chill out, man. Mm. <laughs> no and, way, you know, this is just a piece of fiction, which, you
3: know. Yeah, and, and I think it's not so much about getting to them because they're done, as far as I, you know, once you're like dropping C-bombs on my comments, (laughs) do you know what I mean? You're sort of dead to me in a digital form anyway, because I can block them on YouTube. It's fantastic. But um, it's more the people surrounding it, do you know what I mean? Like letting other fans know what's the acceptable way to go about their fandom and sort of guiding that as speaking out rather than stopping, it. but just like saying like, like, this is clearly the wrong way to go about being a fan. This is a good way. Do you know what I mean? And I have vast disagreements with, you know, like Kyle Newman who comes on the show all yeah. the time. And, you know, we have very different views of The Last Jedi, but we have we just talk about them. And there's no abuse. Like, Kyle, like, like thinks the world of Ryan Johnson as, as a person. He said it on the podcast the other day that um you can, you can watch on YouTube as well. You guys Uh sweet plug, but it's like, keep your feelings about the, like the creatives like in there. And then the people separate, do you know what I mean? Right. Like if, if I saw a painting I didn't like, and then I saw the painter, like I wouldn't go up to him and go, it's a horrible painting, man. What were
4: you thinking?
3: Yeah. It's, you have <laughs> you have ruined my kindergarten painting. <laughs> I, I don't know. But uh thanks so much, Paul, and uh, don't be a stranger. We're going to be more organized next time. Uh, Maybe. All right. Thanks, Bill. Cheers. All right. Before we go, let's go back to Emily Lind on the uh, chat room feed. What have we got, Emily?
0: Okay see we have actually we have a question for your guest if that okay
3: of course it is
0: all right and this is from Claire and she wants to know what is something you two disagree on vehemently when it comes to star wars for example tyler he called in earlier tyler and i will never agree on rogue one
3: Hmm. They seem to disagree a lot on boys t-shirt sizing.
2: <laughs> I can't think of something where we were just like, you are wrong about...
3: <laughs>
2: There's got to be something, though.
3: Come on, God, I'm trying.
2: I'm trying. I'm trying to dig deep for drama. Um,
4: I'm hard to upset.
2: I mean, like so, we're both very easygoing with with our Star Wars. Like, if I see something I don't like, like I'll just say, "Well, oh well." Hope I like the next one more. Yeah.
3: Uh, you don't have any like like Star Wars just differences of opinion.
4: There's gotta be. Something.
3: Come on, you guys are pathetic. <laughs> this is
2: sad. I'm like, ah. there's gotta be something. Come on. <laughs> uh, I don't know trying to think about like a Rebels episode or something that we really disagreed on or
4: yeah. the only thing I can think of is like I, I I never like many people I didn't really understand your love for Biggs but I... <laughs>
3: yes <laughs> going straight for the heart I don't
4: disagree with it. I don't have an issue with it. But I was just like, oh,
2: okay. Yeah, whatever. Well, what's your favorite character? R2-D2,
3: I know that. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. See, so. you're immediately a little bit gruffy. What's your favorite character? Oh, I, was hoping, I was hoping she'd you're say You're a bit something. dirty. You're a bit dirty. Have you ever tried to um, grow a bigs mustache?
2: Everyone always asks me that, and I. this is about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I, I, I can't. I just can't.
3: Well, I admire the uh, Claire's um, hoping to get a bit of uh, tension there. But well, I
4: there was if there I, had I, to I, have been something because when we've been studying for the Schmodown and I've been like quizzing him on stuff. So we watched all the films, and I think there was something that I said something about, and you were like, "No, I know
2: this... there, I know there's something." I just I...
4: when we figure it out, we'll tweet about it later. Okay, it,
2: like I know, I know Claire, so. I can send it directly to her. I'm just.
3: I, I I just can't wait. Like you're in the middle of like some heated argument in Atlanta, and you just text me and I'm like I found. We yeah. figured it out. Yeah, you're she, welcome. She has not like a lightsaber. Can I stay at your house? <laughs> that's uh, that's the sort of thing going on. Hey, uh, Emily, thanks so much for patrolling the chat room. I really appreciate it
0: of course
3: i'm happy to it's been fun nice and uh you can check out emily's podcast the canto Byte dispatch on itunes or wherever podcasts are found and we're gonna wrap up on the normal episodes we're gonna do a uh, patreon bonus section that the patreons can watch and listen but i think We should just call it a day and be happy we've got anything streaming. It's the first episode, and I thank everyone for their patience as we expand the content into this bizarre call-in video stream podcasting amalgam. Uh, But we'll get it down, and we're going to have – we've got a few like production value-type things to come in. So uh, we're going to have some – the screen will as we go through different um news stories we're gonna update we'll have a bit better set dressing but we're getting there. Yeah. What was what was what was your first video like, Alex? Oh it's the audio
2: especially is rough and my voiceover is boring. And All that, right. I, well
3: ignoring our many YouTube videos, let's count this one as the first and just look to <laughs> Alex for how things can go because <laughs> I think the audio's fine. Yeah. 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 What was your moustache like? Probably shorter than this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thanks, guys. I really appreciate you coming on. Where can the good people of the internet track down? Literally, like, seriously, as far as if you want literally Star Wars things explained to you and things about the lore and going into comics and also your mega, you just put up the new for um, May the 4th, the entire canon timeline put up, which you... It, you couldn't do it any better. The why, The job you do is – it's so good. So where can people find it? Uh, on our YouTube channel called
2: Star Wars Explained. And our Twitter is at Star Wars Explained.
4: mm mm-hmm.
2: yeah. And your Twitter is – My
4: Twitter is at Molly Damon.
2: And you can watch the Schmodown and see who won tomorrow, mm. June 5th, uh, on Collider Video.
3: Yeah. It's so big of you to promote that given that at the end of it, you had to like do a lap around the stage with your pants down for not getting a single answer, right?
2: I signed a contract with Christian. I was like, no matter what happens, I will plug it.
3: But I did love those big boxer shorts. Yeah. They were fantastic. <laughs> they, they were great. Uh, you can follow us at Steel Wars. Uh, we've got podcasts on iTunes. Where you can Join us to be a Patreon if you so. But I kind of don't feel like going on about that right now. I, I will go on once we get a perfect episode down, that's all I'm gonna talk about, you guys. Don't worry about that. Every second slide will be about you joining up to be a patron. But we do appreciate our patrons for their support. They um they help pay for all these lights and stuff, which was an amazing thing to use. <laughs> and I'm still learning. Don't worry about that. Uh, on the video feed right now, you can watch the Full reaction live show to Solo with uh, Anthony Bresnikan, uh Jennifer Lander, Morgan Garrett, Horst Burkhart, and Kyle Newman live at the Scum and Villainy Cantina. It was so fun. And if you want more Solo insights, we're going to have details back on the show next week on the normal interview Steel Wars podcast and he'll be giving us all his stories from the set of solo. It's quite tall say right? Mm-hmm. The Pike? Yes, he is the Pike and uh he's appeared in The Force Awakens and in all the all the Disney films as several different characters. So it's cool he's 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 slowly going up the creature chain. <laughs> and if you want to if you want to find out more about his stuff before his episode, he has two other episodes up where he talks about being uh, on the set of The Force Awakens and his Rogue One and Last Jedi experiences. I don't know the character, but he's the guy that like to dob on people that parked in the wrong spot. Oh yeah, slow and low. Oh my god, <laughs> this dude. He's in a bed, in a dough? How did you not get any questions right <laughs> I, on the weekend? I just <laughs> brain the whole
2: time. Wow. It's
3: that
4: live audience. Oh, Ugh.
3: yeah. The nerves. True that. Uh, guys, thank you so much for everyone watching live. I appreciate your patience. Uh, hopefully, next week will go. Actually, not next week. It's every two weeks. We've got to have a Patreon goal to get it up to every week because I've only got so much time, you guys. But we'll take a few weeks' details next week. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Rashad, for. Um, One of the most stressful two hours of his life. And may that force be with you.
2: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit
3: planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates.
2: I mean, if you want. It's up to you.
3: If you're after more Star Wars listening, please check out the Making Star Wars podcast network at makingstarwars.net, where you can find such great podcasts as Blue Harvest, First Order Transmissions, Idiot's Array, Making Star Wars Now This Is Podcasting, Podcast 2187, Rebel Girl, Rogue One, Tarkin's Top Shelf, The Cargo Hold, and The Sith List. So that's planetbroadcasting.com and makingstarwars.net.